Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Pixel Swim podcast, the podcast where we take a dive into design and technology and where they meet, plus other little tidbits I find interesting. My name is Steve Heinrich, the host. This will be released on Thursday, June 14th, 2018. Oh, okay, so yeah, we made it through episode 20 last week. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning into that one. And I did set up a giveaway after that last episode. And let's just say the turnout was very minimal. <laughs> so uh, I do want to announce the giveaway winner is Jamie Clark. I have contacted Jamie already and I will be getting that Amazon Echo Dot out to him. And I hope you enjoy it, Jamie. So yeah, thanks for everybody who uh, fed back on the last episode. Uh, there was a lot of positive feedback uh, about the, you know, going over a little bit of my history and all that stuff. So I appreciate that. I, it was a very positive response. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I kind of <laughs> decided to go that route for that episode. So, but yeah, not, not a ton of giveaway entries. Um, let's just say it was just Jamie. So <laughs> Jamie's odds of winning were 100%. So, and you know what? I got one more Twitter follower out of it. So I am a social media rock star. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, so let's just start. Uh, that was part of the weekly notes and feedback that I kind of usually start off with. So also, I saw an article on Pocket Now about the LG Q7, which I've talked about in the past. And I thought about actually potentially getting that device because it seems like a really great upgrade over the Q6, which I, I it's still on Swappa if you want it. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes again if it's for $150 for the phone. And it's in very good, almost like new condition with two great Incipio cases and just a generic charger, but the, it takes micro USB. So anyway, the mid-range LG Q7 is going on sale in Korea for $455. And then it'll eventually expand out to global markets, quote unquote. So uh, Pocket Now just kind of going over the launch of the, the Q7 and the Q7 Plus. So and then they're kind of guesstimating that the Q7 in the US will probably come out at around $400 when it's released. So I'm hoping that's for the Q7 Plus because honestly, I don't really, I don't know. That's, I don't know. (laughs) That's too much for me. I I feel like that kind of takes it off the table for me, the Q7 really looking hard at that. So plus I I still haven't seen any hands-on reviews with it. So once it it gets released officially, hopefully we'll get some hands-on videos and people going over kind of all the features, especially the speaker, which is the big one of the biggest things that I was uh, one of the biggest drawbacks to the Q6 for me. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Q7 coming out. But at $400, I don't know that I want to do that. You know, I, I'm not sure that I want to to do that. But I will link to the pocket now story in the show notes. So you can check out the specs and, and they just talk a little bit about the the Q7 launching in Korea. Although I don't know that anybody's actually interested in it or not. So it's a really super well-made phone, the Q6 was, and this looks like it keeps the same type of build quality. So it's it's a really solid uh, device, 
mid-range device. So I definitely highly recommend the Q6 and uh, taking a closer look at the Q7. So it's n- nothing to to write off. I think LG's really, they, they've got a nice nice lineup, I think. They're trying to create a nice lineup, and I'm glad that they, they're keeping the Q line going. So I also wanted to thank this week uh, Kyle Helms, who reached out via email, and after the last episode especially, because uh, apparently a lot of the my my background in getting into tech and all that and just other little tidbits that I mentioned, we we seem to have, uh, you know, quite a bit in common. So it was great to for Kyle to reach out. I was really glad that he did and uh, look forward to chatting with him in the future. So thank you, Kyle, for reaching out. Really appreciate that. I really, really do. Also, in the last couple of days, actually. I was helping Steve Litchfield some more with his SSL certificate and getting his his uh, website up onto HTTPS. And yeah, we managed to successfully do it. So I was really, really glad of that. I actually, talking to Kyle Helms, he suggested Cloudflare in, I think it was after episode 19, where I talked about the SSL certificates, he actually suggested Cloudflare. So what I did was I kind of went into, uh, or I, I tested out a domain that I had that's just kind of hanging out there and uh, tried it on the Cloudflare service. So essentially, all you do is you sign up for a Cloudflare account, and then you're, you, I guess you register your domain on there and essentially just change your DNS servers, your domain name servers, servers to Cloudflare's. It's really simple. So I just basically did all of the default settings and and tested it out and waited for the everything to propagate, and it did. Uh, you know, within about 24 hours, and then they had, there was an SSL certificate up and running on that domain. So uh, from Cloudflare, uh, shared SSL certificate. So. It's a really great service. It really is. There's a lot of features in there, even in the, the free plan. So, And with Steve's le- website, we were able to use the always use HTTPS option, which, will, which essentially just redirects every single page to HTTPS, which on his website, which is mostly static content, uh, it was really great to have that option. So with that said, uh, talking about Steve Litchfield's site, so he actually sent me over a Lumia 1020, an AT&T US version of the Lumia 1020, and it actually just arrived a few hours before I recorded this, so I got it all set up and signed in, and so yeah, I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Steve, for sending that over. I'm really looking forward to, to testing out that 41 megapixel camera. The Lumia 1020 has always been kind of on my my wish list of Lumia phones or Windows phones. And so really looking forward to trying out that 41 megapixel camera and and seeing how that that plays out, how that works. So and the phone looks in really great shape. So <laughs> um, I haven't put my SIM card in it yet. It is an AT&T model. Not sure if it's unlocked or not, but I'm going to test my SIM in it, which is a T-Mobile network SIM. So it'll <laughs> not let me on the network if if it is indeed locked to AT&T. But either way, I think I mentioned it in the past that there is a an unlock code on eBay for, I think it's $2 or something like that. So uh, if that's the case, I'm going to try and get that going and, and get it network unlocked. And that way I can use it out and about, you know, without having to carry around another phone with my SIM in it. So 
yeah uh thanks again steve for that uh it looks and it's really in great shape so all right so i'm not exactly sure how long this episode will be uh it's been a super busy week so it was tough to get uh, my head around what i wanted to talk about but kind of piggybacking off of last week a little bit and because of the positive response uh, I kind of decided that I would dig a little bit further into my phone history because I, I, other than sending it to the people, uh, the guests that have been on the show, I don't think I've actually posted this anywhere. So I, I actively keep a, a list of all the phones and that I've owned uh, from the very beginning, from my very, very, very first phone, the Nokia sixty one ten back in two thousand two. So uh, obviously, just uh, I mean, wouldn't we call it a, I guess, a future phone? I don't know, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I thought I would just kind of more go more over my list a little bit here uh, near the beginning of the list and maybe make, you know, kind of talk about the things or the what's, you know, my experience with with the devices, you know, and and I, I in the very first episode, I talked about the the HTC T-Mobile, the G1, the first Android phone. So I talked extens- extensively about that. I've talked about my Windows devices that I've had, but. Uh, I haven't gone over the entire list, you know, so and I, you know, when I've had the guests on, they've asked about a few of the devices on here. So I'm just gonna go through the first 10 devices that I had. So like I mentioned, uh, well, okay, hopefully nobody's tuning out at this point, uh, for the fact that I'm going to talk about these devices a little bit. So I, I, I hope that, that, that I can give you some insight into uh, my phone history. So you kind of got my tech history last week, uh, kind of. You know I mean, really, what I what I did last week was just a a general overview of the timeline uh, to get you know kind of where I'm at today. So uh, as far as tech and design and getting into graphic design and stuff. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the my first devices. So the the real obsession started with that HTC uh, T-Mobile G1 uh, first Android phone. So like I like I mentioned a minute ago, the Nokia 6110 was my very first device. Uh, I remember getting that at the time. It was on AT&T, uh, which was actually singular at the time here in the US. And it was when I was going off to college. So I uh, decided to sign up for a cell service or cell service because I was commuting down to Chicago. And so we got a device. My dad helped me uh, get a device uh, with service so I could, you know, just in case for emergencies. <laughs> I mean, can you I, obviously if you've if you've been, you know, delving into phones for a while, I mean, at some point or the reason usually that you get a, a phone in the first place or a cell a cell phone is for emergencies, you know, and so that's what this device was that Nokia 6110 was simply to take down to Chicago in case of an emergency or I needed to call for a ride or, you know, if the train wasn't running or something, you know, or get in touch uh, in case of an emergency. So unfortunately, I lost that phone on the train. Uh, I think it, it fell out of my pocket. I'm pretty sure on the train and I didn't have it. So after that, obviously, because uh, I just said I lost it. But anyway, then I moved on to the app. Well, I had to get a replacement device. I didn't have to, but, it, you know, I got a replacement device, which was the 
Sony Ericsson T237. And that the thing I remember most about this phone, and I'm going to link to all of these in the show notes. So if you want to follow along and, you know, check out which device I'm talking about. So again, still on singular or AT&T, the Sony Ericsson T237. And I, the thing I remember most about this device, I had, I had this device for a long time because I actually own two of them consecutively. <laughs> That's how much I enjoyed it. And it was just a feature phone. But it, I actually, I, I liked it quite a bit. And so what I remember most about it is that the battery life was really, really great on it. Um, I'm pretty sure I still have the second one that I bought. And I'm pretty sure if I pulled it out of the archive and I haven't touched it in probably six months or maybe even a year. Yeah, I don't I don't remember the last time I pulled it out, but I can <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that if I pull it out. And I can fire it up like it will start up because the battery life on it was just, you know, that good. I mean, it didn't the battery wasn't huge or anything, but it just was super efficient, I guess. I mean, the, the phones did so much less, you know, that the battery just lasted a lot longer. I mean, that's a that's <laughs> that's kind of a common story. So I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but. The battery was really great on that phone. And and like I said, I, I bought two of them consecutively. So I think the first one I owned for probably two years or a year and a half or so, somewhere along those lines. And then eventually, uh, actually, when I started the job I'm at now, which was back in 2007, I eventually, the, the one that I had was kind of... I don't know. It's kind of gross, you know, when I'd never had a case on it, you know, because you didn't need it. And so I decided and found an unlocked one of the same model. But uh, there was actually some I just there was one difference between the one that I originally bought from AT&T and then the one that I bought unlocked. The one I bought unlocked actually had speakerphone on it, <laughs> which was not a feature that was super, you know, common. I think, uh, back, you know, it wasn't always a given on cell phones back, you know, around that time. So the, it had a speakerphone. And I remember, <laughs> I remember one time driving home from work, uh, in a snowstorm and I was talking to my, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but it was my, my wife. Uh, you know, she was, I was kind of, cause I was driving about five miles an hour during the snowstorm on uh, in, in the Chicago area here. And I remember putting it on the speakerphone and, and then kind of clipping the phone up into the visor, the sun visor in the car. And the speakerphone was actually just loud enough that we could, you know, talk and I could not stress out the whole way home. So uh, I remember I loved that phone. It was just it just worked. You know, it was a great little device. Uh, It did have the issue that all, you know, all cell phones, all basic phones did where you have to delete your text messages. You know, there was no threads or anything. And it was T9, you know, dialing and and all that. But uh, I really enjoyed that having that device. So after that one, and I still held on to that one. I clearly I still have it. But I, I actually the third device I ever had was these. It was another Sony Ericsson. It was the Z310A. I still have that one too. It actually got passed around uh, in my wife's family for a little bit. Actually, just her dad, I think, had it. And then, so I got it back from him when he was done. But it is, was a flip phone, uh, again, on AT&T, singular, whatever you want to call it. 
but I remember the battery on that one not being really great. I did like the the flip phone aspect of it. I mean, <laughs> all the phones that I had owned up to that point were pretty small. And I mean, that's kind of what I thought, you know, everybody thought the future was going to be was these tiny little cell phones, you know. And so the flip phone was re- it was it was a nice little device, but I still like the uh, the T237 better than that one. But I used the flip phone for a little while. And I think I actually went back to the T237, but uh, which brings me to my fourth phone, which is <laughs> uh, at the time I was really into Google because the I had been working for the company I'm at for a little while. And so we were building an e-commerce website, uh, building other websites. And of course, Google was at the forefront of our minds for a lot of it because of uh, search engine optimization and speed tools and you know, everything that Google offered. And, and I just, I think I just got an, a Gmail account and, you know, so it was using G, uh, Google services and, and stuff like that. So that's the reason that I got the HTC T-Mobile G1. Now this was, you know, a little before this was the, the iPhone came out, the first iPhone. And I remember not really being interested in it, you know, um, just, you know, I, I don't know. I've just never been super into the, into Apple's stuff, but when the HTC T-Mobile G1, I'm just going to call it the G1, <laughs> keep calling it. That. Anyway, the G1, when that came out, I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. You know, I'm going to, I actually canceled my AT&T slash singular account and went over to T-Mobile because they were the only ones offering it. So I think I paid you know, it's when they subsidized it, it was like $200 to to get the device. So, and man, let me tell you, that was way too much to pay. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to talk too much about the G1 because uh, I talked a lot about it in episode one. So if you really want to hear in depth my experience with that one, you can uh, jump back to episode one and, and listen to my thoughts on that. But uh, not a great Android device. And it's funny because it actually used the the one thing I will mention that I mentioned then is that it has didn't have a headphone jack. And so which is kind of funny because we're coming full circle back to that. It actually it came with a it wasn't quite a dongle in the box. It was actually like a a four foot wire, you know, that would plug into the I think it was the wasn't micro USB. I think it was mini USB. Is that the the one <laughs> before micro USB? Anyway, so it plug into that and then it had the headphone 3.5 millimeter headphone jack at the other end of this four foot wire. So you could technically like use it <laughs> about eight feet away. <laughs> anyway, who needs Bluetooth? Okay, I think I may have made that joke in the first one. I'm sorry if you go back and listen to it. But anyway, moving on from that one, uh, while I was on T-Mobile, uh, because I could, because it was on a contract and got a device for free, I got the Nokia 2330, which is just another little feature phone. I didn't really use that a ton. I had a camera on it, but man, it was it was just, you know, it was a feature phone with a, with a terrible camera. So I didn't use that one a ton. So I was using the G1 and then I you know, because I was in the Google world and I was in Android. I was bought, I bought into Android from, you know, the very, as early as I could. So that made me move on to the Samsung Nexus S. So that was the, 
not the first Nexus phone. I remember when the Nexus one came out. Uh, this is still in a time where I wasn't just going out and buying every device. You know, I didn't have <laughs> the uh, the budget for that. So I watched the Nexus one come out. And then I believe the Nexus S was the next device after that. I remember the Nexus one having a gig. Did the Nexus one? It had, I believe it had one gig of RAM, which is like huge at that time. So the Nexus S had it too. And it came out with Gingerbread, which was the, you know, dark black or black and green android and you know it was really cool so you know i managed to get that one subsidized for i think 99 dollars at the time uh from best buy i believe it was and so yeah the nexus s i really liked that device it was a really it was very small by today's standards but i remember thinking my goodness this thing is huge (laughs) this is a huge huge device but you know it really wasn't um but you know, it, it did the job and it was a little bit better. Camera wasn't super great, but way better than the G1. So I was super happy about that. I remember getting that one uh, delivered to my work and uh, just being blown away by it. So uh, my fellow co-worker had a G1 too. We were both kind of, like I said, kind of bought into that world. So the Nexus S blew away the G1. And so I enjoyed using that for a little while. So that got me on the Nexus train. I really thought Google had something good going with the Nexus line, you know, because the flagships were, you know, expensive. And so the Nexus line was giving you pure Android with with a lower price tag. So that was my, you know, that's right up my alley. You know, I loved Google. I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> buy a nexus you know that kind of thing so uh the the phone after that number seven on my list is the galaxy nexus so naturally i went for the successor to the nexus s and i the galaxy nexus was really great uh i I think i've heard them talk about on the phone show the speaker was really terrible but i honestly don't remember using the speaker at that point i wasn't even thinking about it it had a headphone jack so i you know i used it for that but yeah, I thought the the Galaxy Nexus was really nice. I, the thing I think I remember most about it, though, uh, was because I think it was AMOLED display. Uh, I remember the display being really grainy and and having problems with burn-in. I think that was a common thing with the, next, the Galaxy Nexus. So the display was not my favorite. Um, and, and I remember around the time, too, actually, this is a positive, is that... I think Project Butter was around that time for Android. And so the Galaxy Nexus got an update. I believe Jelly Bean. I, I think there was a year where they didn't come out. Uh, one of the IOs, where Google IOs, where they didn't necessarily come out with a device, but they came out with, uh, I believe, Jelly Bean and Project Butter. And it just really kind of changed Android for me at that point and for everybody, really, because it was so, so much smoother. And so on the Galaxy Nexus with Jelly Bean, it was like, wow, Android finally is like, you know, feels good, feels buttery smooth. You know, I think that's what they wanted you to feel. So, but around this time too, I was kind of, I don't know, you know, it was like, it's like I liked Android, but at the same time, I'd liked to, you know, tinker and, and, and stuff like that. So that kind of is going to bring me to these next two devices. One of them's an Android device, but it was kind of a weird flash in the pan one. Uh, it was the HTC first, which was the uh, quote unquote, the Facebook phone. Uh, I had been on Facebook uh, at the time. I think I had already signed up for Facebook. And so I thought I didn't really use it. I still don't use Facebook very much at all. So, uh, but I, 
I thought the device and the design of it and the the unique Facebook uh, experience or lock screen and and home screen looked really you know interesting and different. And so the the form factor of the device was really nice. You know the the OS was nice, and the thing is, is you could turn off all the Facebook features, and it was like stock Android underneath. And so that's what I w- I did with that device is I, I turned it off and and basically I think it was running Jellybean at the time. And it was basically just a stock jelly bean device uh, in a nice, interesting form factor. But the thing I remember about that one was the camera was was terrible <laughs> on it. I mean, not the worst ever, but it was it was not very good. I remember that being the reason why I wanted to move on from that one. Uh, and just a quick note, the Galaxy Nexus camera, I actually thought that was a really good camera, especially for its time. It was definitely the best I had had up until that point. So yeah, then like I said, I moved to the HTC first. I tried that for not very long, probably a couple months. And then uh, mentioning the tinkering, uh, that's right after that is when I got the Nokia N9. And so that was a device that I had been looking at for a while. It, it wasn't that it hadn't been out that long at that point. And so uh I mean, that's to me is like <laughs> anybody I meet or anybody who's ever mentioned that they've had one of these is uh, you're automatically my friend <laughs> because I don't know a ton of people that have had it. I mean, I've, you know, heard tell of, you know, in the phone show community about people having it. And that's kind of why I gravitate towards that. So uh, at the time, it was a really weird device, especially over here in the U.S. to have. So uh, with Mego. Harmatin, I believe it was called the operating system on there. Um, it was I love the swipe interface. I mean, you you can tell that the iPhone 10 is, you know, kind of <laughs> that's it started for me with the Nokia N9 that swiping. Um, I, I, it's really great, simple interface. And I talked a little bit about this device when I had Tom Stewart on. Uh, I talked a little bit about what I liked about it, mostly the interface. So, and then the camera on that was really great. Some of the best macro shots that I've uh, taken on a phone, honestly. And it was Nokia, so their their imaging was pretty good even back then. So that's honestly out of out of all my lists, the Nokia N9 is probably the the strangest device uh, I think that I've ever owned uh strange in the in the fact that it was like not widely released pretty much dead on arrival and and the thing is is like i knew that when i bought it (laughs) and so that's why it's probably maybe not strangest let's call it the geekiest device that i've ever owned and anybody who's owned it knows that because you couldn't use that device forever you know uh that you had to work around everything the apps selection if you think windows is, is bad then the app selection is you know abysmal as far as uh, the n9 went but i enjoyed using it regardless i remember working around the fact that the the maps on there wasn't that great. I wanted to get Google's traffic data data because I was driving into work. I, I was married by then and I was driving into work and I, I was about an hour away from work at that point. And so I checked the traffic every morning, but I switched to that device and there was, you know, there's no Google maps. I don't remember the traffic being very good on the maps application that was on the, the device. And so I, what I did was, 
I dove a little bit, just a little bit into the Google Maps API and created a, you know, I had my website going by then, or at least I had a domain. And so I put uh, a web page up for myself with, uh, you know, a Google full page Google Maps of my area that I could scroll around and, and with the traffic turned on. And so essentially I just go to this webpage on the N9 and be able to check Google's traffic in the morning, you know, before I headed out. So it was, you know, tinkerers. Yeah. You the N9 is definitely, uh, earns top tinkering points cause you had to do stuff like that. So Here's to the N9. Cheers, N9. I wish I had never gotten rid of it. Honestly, and here's the other thing I remember about the N9 is that when I sold it, and and still to this day, it is the most I've ever gotten for a device uh, when I've sold it. I think I got like $300 at the time for the Nokia N9. That's, I mean, that's, it was in the heyday of the N9, which wasn't much of a heyday, but it was enough that somebody would purchase it for three hundred dollars especially here in the u.s where they weren't super common so up until this day because i you know delve into the budget and low end and you know a few year old devices i don't sell phones for that much anymore you know i'm, I'm way at the low end now so and then the thing about the n9 is and it leads me to number 10 on my list the n9 uh, appropriately enough was the ninth phone on my list so uh, number 10 is it kind of <clears throat> comes off of the having the Nokia N9 and it and I've talked about this device in the past too I think I can't remember which episode one of the early episodes which is the HTC 8X and so this was my very first Windows device and I think I had mentioned in the past that it, you know, it's kind of a strange way to enter the Windows phone world <laughs> through HTC, you know, especially at the time, because the Lumia, you know, the, the 920 and the 1020 and all that stuff was already available. And so to, to of course, <laughs> being a weirdo, I had to pick the HTC, even knowing about all the Lumia devices. Uh, you know, Lumia was a little too mainstream for me. So <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the HTC 8X, it was uh, a T-Mobile variant of it. It had 16 gigabytes on, on board storage and, you know, no expandable memory or anything like that. But it was a really interesting... It, if you look at devices today, they're, you know, they're becoming, they have that elongated form factor with the two by one screens today. Uh, I'm not, I don't think the, uh, I should say the HTC 8X did not have like a two by one screen, but for the time it was a little bit of an elongated device. I remember thinking this is weird and it was, it was a really interesting design. So I know I've talked about the, this device in the past in one of the other episodes. So the body was, you know, it's a unibody phone and it actually ended up being the device that we took to London with us, my wife and I, when we went on holiday in 2015. So it had the front facing camera was wide angle. So it was great for that. It, offline maps with Windows phone, uh, which was great because we didn't have any service when we were over there. And, you know, obviously you can connect to Wi-Fi when you need to. But when we were walking around London. I had, you know, you could just pull up a map and pinpoint where you are. And it was really great. You know, it was, it was better than having to have a paper map, which we actually did too, <laughs> quite a bit. But with that said, uh, just an interesting and, and weird device, you know, so uh, 
So yeah, thank you for listening to my first 10 devices. And all of these were probably over, I'd say, a 10-year span. So the first 10 devices in a 10-year span. But keeping in mind, the first six years was probably six or seven years is probably just two devices that I had. So the HTC T-Mobile G1, the G1 (laughs) uh, was the one that kind of opened the floodgates and started to build the list very quickly (laughs) uh, as far as devices go. So uh, the the list continues to grow. Sometimes it grows quickly. Sometimes there's a lull, you know, but. Uh, it's always growing. So yeah, those are the first 10 and uh, everything that's kind of led me, you know, to this point, you know, to being literally just, you know, sitting here and talking to you about it. So it's crazy to look back and uh, I'll go over more in the future. Just a fair warning that the next few devices are Windows phone devices. So uh, just be prepared. And I'm not necessarily going to go over them next week or anything like that. But I just wanted to, like I said, piggyback off of uh, last week's history lesson about me. (laughs) So, yeah, no worries on that. All right. So let's just wrap things up. Uh, As usual, uh, you can visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes. uh, If you wanted to, again, follow along with all these devices and uh, anything else I talked about today that, and I'll, I'll try and link to it. So I appreciate you tuning in. Um, oh, and, uh, potentially in the not too far future, I will be having Tom Stewart back on at, uh, as a guest. So, uh, look out for that in the future. I don't think it'll be the next episode, probably in July sometime. So, uh, just something to look forward to. So again, just thank you for tuning in. Uh, any feedback is always appreciated and I'm just, uh, grateful for it so uh thanks again for tuning in and have a a great night or or afternoon or or midnight (laughs) or whatever time it is when you're listening to this so thanks again and god speed